Hey guys, Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with another great Louisianian, uh, a frequent guest and friend of the channel, Jonathan Pixley, uh, coming to uh, have a little standoff today and do a little bit of a back and forth. Nothing controversial, nothing combative, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna go to war here. Um, I put together uh, a pretty interesting topic today. It is the top thirty NBA players under age thirty. Okay, so they cannot have turned 30 yet. They can be 29 years old. And uh, first of all, Jonathan, what do you have to say? Anything? You're just you're drinking over there. You're hydrating. You know it's going to be a long one. Is that what this is about? Well, you said we're not going to war, but we're always going to war. Okay. So it, I am hydrating right now. I'm getting my mind right, and uh, I'm ready to rock, dude. Let's go. Okay, buckle in. Uh, here's the criteria, just so everybody's on the same page. Uh, it is It is as though we wipe the NBA clean. And there are 30 NBA teams, the same 30 franchises that we know and we love today. They don't have any players on their team. And every single player in the NBA uh, is, is wiped clean from the roster. And we are choosing those players that are under 30 years old only, right? So that's going to weed out a lot of the great stars of the NBA. But we're doing only under 30 years old. The goal is for you as the GM to rank those 30 in order of which players you think would get you the most wins and the most titles. Basically, make your franchise the most successful. Uh, we're looking for franchise cornerstones, the face of the franchise, in order of you know priority. Number one is obviously the one we want. Right? I'm not going to be a spoiler alert. We probably are going to pretty close agree on that. Uh, all the way through number 30, which is anxiety-ridden and miserably impossible because – there aren't 30 franchise players. I don't know if you came to that conclusion, but I did when I put this list together. Did you find the same type of problem distinguishing between 20 and 30? Uh, there are definitely not 30 franchise players. Okay. So let's – We'll get into, I guess, where we talked about a cutoff for yeah. let's play on a title team and all that. Remind me. Remind me when we get there. The people are going to want to know where, where we think – uh, the cutoff is from guys that that you and I both believe. Well, we may not be on the same page. We may be off a few numbers here, but how many NBA players under age thirty can be one day can be the best player on a title team and can be the best player on a contending team? Because the, the list is not thirty deep. I, I don't oh, think. Oh no, no, no. I'm close. yeah. Okay. So the goal is to win as many games as you can in seven years. I'm switching you over to picture-in-picture. Picture. We're going to pull up my little spreadsheet. Again, I want to be clear. I put this spreadsheet together without looking at any numbers, okay? So one through 30. This was gut instinct. This was the eye test. This was watching Buku NBA games ad nauseum uh, every evening when I get home. League pass. I'm a league pass fiend. This is just, just watching games, using the eye test. I'm not basing this on PER or VORP or uh, wins against replacement or offensive or defensive rating or any of those like higher analytics. This is, uh, do I think this is the dude that can take my team to the promised land, right? And that incorporates a lot more than statistics. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, is it a guy you can hand the ball to in the fourth quarter? Is it a guy that can play both ends of the court, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm sure you use the same criteria. We kind of discussed that beforehand, that it's not just a, a test of which NBA players under 30 have the best statistical measures, because there's a lot more than that. Well, I, I will tell uh, our viewing audience this ahead of time, that as you, I don't know how much time you're going to spend on the honorable mention, but I'm going to go to sleep whenever you do, because 
the this group right here, there are two names on it to me that are relevant. Um, and do you mind if I go ahead and start by saying that? Yeah, you can't start. We're going to go through these. We're going to go through these quick, real fast, I promise. And, and, yeah. and here's the plan. We don't know, but I think what's going to happen is this is going to turn into a two-part deal where we release one one day and then we release another the other day because people are not going to want to sit for three hours and listen to us talk. Maybe they will, but not everybody. So we're going to break it into pieces and we're going to get through 30 through, we're going to get through honorable mention and then 30 through 16. And then we'll save the top 15 for a separate video because I think we're going to want to talk a little bit longer about those 15 because those are legitimate guys that we think, you know, might put a ring on their finger someday. Uh, Maybe not 15, but close to 15. So, um, all right, let's just, I'm going to start cranking through honorable mention. I've got it pulled up. Okay. So on your screen, I've actually got honorable mention broken down as well. That's how OCD and nerdy I am. So that first shaded group right there is is the furthest away from being in our top, in my top 30. Remember, this is my list. This is not our list. You're going to pick my list apart. This is my list. That uh, peach kind of reddish shaded is the furthest away. The next group is in no particular order, but it's kind of that middle tier of honorable mention. And then the green guys are the guys that I've literally considered putting into our top 30. Um, anybody stand out in that red group that you think I missed? Could be a top 30 guy. Um, Jared Allen, potentially, uh, even though I think he's overrated, uh, I don't ever see him being um, – much better than maybe a better version of Clint Capella, for example. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because I, I think Bridges is overrated as well. I mean, I know that I too. he's a great, you know, third wheel. I don't think he would be the third best player on a championship team. Um, well, he's he's not the third best player on his team right now. Right, and then Jaron Jackson, I think, is the most overrated player in the NBA. Besides, besides the most overrated player in the history of the NBA, Draymond Green. So. Um, I would say oh, Darren Jackson. You just, I, you just made big enemies right there, man. You're going to make enemies with that, but I love it. You're speaking the truth because you know how I feel about Draymond Green. Cool. Right place, right time. Good player that appears to be great because of what's around him. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I think we can both agree. Jared Allen's the fourth best player on his team. Did he make an all-star team? Yeah, that's great. So do a lot of people. Uh, there's a long list of people that have made an all-star team that don't win a ring as the best player on their team. He He's going to be on that long list. Was he a replacement also for an injury? Uh, I think he might have been, Jonathan. I don't I don't know for sure. I don't, or might, he might have been injured. And maybe he was replaced. I don't remember. But is there a more boring person to watch play in an all-star game? No offense, because he's a good – he's a really good NBA player. Really he's a really good. good young player. He's got a great fro, plays hard. He does all those things, right? He's, you know, straight out of the 70s. I love him, but – Artist Gilmore. That's uh, that's there you, go. you know, a little smaller artist Gilmore. But no, no, I agree. And I don't think like again, these guys. I know the Knicks are banking on Barrett because they didn't want to sell out to uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he's not going to be that dude. None of these guys are going to be in the top thirty. I mean, they don't belong yeah. there, in my opinion. Now, I've got notes on them. Uh, Michael Bridges. We can agree he's just not good enough offensively to be the best player on an NBA team. He never will be. I think he's a great glue guy. I think he's uh, you know, kind of a. You know, he's a very, very good defender. He's a very versatile defender. He might be one of the 10 best defenders in the NBA. Right. But his offense is so glaringly lacking that I just don't think he he even sniffs the top 30 for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Jared Allen, we talked about. John Collins, you know, see Jared Allen. Uh, he's a little bit better shooter. can do a little bit more on offense. But he's not a good defender uh, from what I've seen. I don't think he's got a reputation of being a good defender. And he's not in the top two players on his team anymore now that DeJounte Murray's there, right? So there's two players better than him, at least, on the Hawks. Well, and I also think that Collins 
ironically, I know he's only 24 years old, but I don't know. I don't see where he gets a lot better. You know, see we've seen it. Yeah, I think so. Have we seen it? Have we? Have we not also seen it for Jared Allen and Michael Bridges as well? I know it's weird to say about a 24, yeah. 26, but it's like how much more can they do? They're not high usage guys. They're just not ever going to be high usage rate guys. Yeah, the only way Jared Allen has a higher ceiling is if he's a person that they throw the ball to the post in, and nobody does that anymore, so it doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. Well, we haven't really seen him do much when they do throw it in there anyway. I mean, it's not like he's got this arsenal of moves or anything like that. I mean, he's just a really good rim runner, a great teammate, uh, and a great defender. I don't know what else to say. Okay, enough on him. Jaron Jackson Jr., absolutely one of the most overrated players in the NBA. People were talking defensive MVP. That was the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, He is a horrific shooter. Uh, He's not a center at all, in my opinion, I don't think he's, a, he's an NBA center. I, I don't think he has a great basketball IQ. Uh, his shooting is getting worse every year for some reason. I'm not sure why, um, but it is, uh, which is you know kind of counterintuitive because usually players' shooting percentages increase a little bit as they play. I mean, I think about Kidd and Rondo and uh, you know Vince Carter and all these guys that could not shoot a basketball that end up being pretty dang good shooters in the NBA. And even bigs, their shooting percentages usually get a little bit bigger as they start to understand what a good shot is. And, and they just shoot the damn thing so much and practice and warm-ups and shoot-arounds. You know, when you do something a million times, you get better at it. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, your thoughts on him? Nowhere near the top 30. Not even close. You know, he shoots a chest pass to the goal first of all. Yeah, so it, it's bad. You, you should release it above your nipples. I read that somewhere. Like, your release should be above your nipples. No matter how, 11, right? no matter how, how high or low your nipples rest on your body, your release should be above them. What, I mean, it, yes, if they were in an abnormal position, it still should be above them. Even if they're on your forehead, you know, that's yeah. the way I look at it. So. Even with uh, nipples on your shoulder. Uh, Lonzo Ball, no, I mean, just I like him. He's great, you know, no chance. Yeah. He's not even in the conversation. R.J. Barrett is a volume shooter. Uh, I did not realize how bad his shooting percentages from the free throw line of field goal, you know, field goal percentage was. He's really bad. His assist to turnover is really bad, and he's not a point, and he's – I think he's probably too slow to play the two, to guard the two position. I think he's a three. I think he's going to be a small forward because he's a pretty good size, 6'6", 215, but could be 6'6", 230 one day. I think he's a three, don't you? Yeah, at best, he's a he's an empty stat guy on a bad team, and even those empty stats won't be super impressive. You know, yeah. in my Not a top 30 guy. Yeah, he's never and, we're, really and we're not here to debate who's 37 or, you know, we're going to piss some people off who are R.J. Barrett fans who thinks he's the 29th best player in the league. Whatever. That's great. We're here to talk about the cream of the crop, but we're going to whip through here. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, he's just too old. We've seen the best he is. He is an all-star, but that doesn't make you one of the 30 best under 30 in the league when it comes to most likely to win a title, right? He might be better right now today than some of the guys that I have in my top 30 right. list, but – Seven years from now, he's 35 years old. I mean, how much will he weigh is the question. Will he weigh more than Kyle Lowry or less? Will he beat John Bagley is the question. Uh, I think that he he probably will – I mean, he, he's not going to continue to improve, but he could probably still be effective just because obviously his game is not relied on athleticism. But here's the deal. He's not in anybody's discussion as to who you would put as your third pick on a championship right. team. So like, okay, fair. I'll, and, I, and I really like him. He's on my fantasy team. He's a stat yeah. stuffer. I love the guy. But if you want to see what Fred Van Vliet looks like when he's 35, go watch Kyle Lowry play. Yes. Uh, ben Simmons, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I do. I do. Oh, oh, God. Okay, I'll, I'll let you do it because, you know, go okay. ahead. 
So he he might be on the all what if team in the history of basketball. Uh, and I'm not talking about injuries, right? You know, those are that's a Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady, Anthony Hardaway, you know, discussion. Um, when you're talking about what ifs, I think, and this may tick some people off, but just bear with me. I believe Ben Simmons is one of the 10, no lower than 15 most gifted players to ever touch an NBA court. When I talk about gifts, I mean range, physically, um, leaping ability, speed, unique skill set. I know he can't shoot. I know he'll never be able to shoot. I understand that. But I'm talking about from a pure standpoint of being able to affect more areas of the game than anybody else. And based on pure athleticism, um, he would be in that mix. I mean, he's LeBron-like physically, not as strong, but you know what I'm saying, like that type of athlete. Um, but the what if is, is he does he have the mind of an eight-year-old or is he from a standpoint of maturity? I'm not talking about – I mean, I think the guy's a basketball genius. I think he understands the game. He is a basketball genius. genius. You know? Agreed, agreed. I just don't think – well, how about this? I know he's somebody you can't count on. So That's right. Can't, I, and, and, and look at my notes here, Jonathan. My notes, the very first note I wrote was, can we ever trust this guy to play? Right. Uh, That's right. You know, I, I saw him shrink on the biggest stage – and then I saw him not get on the stage the very next year. That That's just – it's tough to come back from that stuff, man. And if I'm a GM and I'm picking my 30 best, there's other guys out there where I don't question that aspect. They may not be 6'11", 240, and be able to guard five positions like Ben Simmons can. I think he's probably the most versatile defender in the NBA. Yep. Uh, and I think Giannis is probably a close second. That's just my opinion. Um, but, man, he's not in our top 30. Let's keep moving. Uh, next group, anybody in here stand out that you would think could sneak into your top 30? Two guys. Number okay, one, tell me. One specifically, uh, SGA. Uh, I know that he is a dude who is off the radar because of OKC and their tank job. Um, I think if you put him in a situation where he felt like he had a chance to win and actually let him play 82 games as opposed to sitting for half of them, um, I, I think he could be that dude because I do believe he has that it. The other guy um, – who I know he 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 I don't know he's he's trending kind of even at this point as opposed to down but certainly not up is De'Aaron Fox I think yeah. Fox is a is an absolute um, maniac athletically um, Westbrookish type uh, which granted I know like everybody thinks Westbrook right now but let's think well, Westbrook back in OKC days first right? ballot Hall of Famer Westbrook right yeah right I mean um, I'm just saying in the top thirty yes. Yeah. I would not put them – I would never pick either one of them as a guy to start a franchise with. But maybe yeah. in the top 30, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's two. I, I, I like that you picked those two. I They're both 24. They're both on shitty teams with – you know, you can call the OKC a good franchise or whatever, and Presty gets a lot of credit, but he's a lot of, done a lot of dumb stuff too, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Sacramento Kings is just an absolute wasteland. It's basically yeah. a G League team. Uh, if we had relegation in America like they do in like other leagues over in Europe, they would be relegated and they would not be in the NBA. But, um, you know, the issue with both of those guys is their shooting is regressing. And, and again, we talked about that uh, up above with, uh, I forget who, Jaron Jackson, I think. But wow, like what's going on? Like Darren Fox, if he could develop a consistent three-point shot, he would be absolutely unguardable. There's no question about it. And, and both of them – get into the paint pretty damn much at will already, Jonathan, and neither one of them can shoot it to, to save their life. They couldn't throw it in the ocean. 
Um, they remind me of each other. Um, De'Aaron Fox put up all-star worthy numbers last year, and I think they gave it to C.J. McCollum, that injury spot. They gave it to C.J. McCollum, which, again, I love C.J. McCollum too, so I'm not going to slight him. But um, both of them 24. Both of them have shooting issues, and that's really uh, what dictates whether or not they're franchise-type guys. De'Aaron, the only difference between those two is De'Aaron Fox got the bag, man. He got it. He signed the max. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Sacramento's <laughs> never going to get a free agent. So if they didn't give him the max, they were never going to get another player like him. But, um, I, you know, I don't know. They're both regressing and they both worry me. The, the, the thing that worries me about SGA, and again, this is not going to apply on our list because, um, you know, he doesn't have any teammates theoretically in this hypothetical that we're looking at. But, you know, in OKC, is Shea Gilchrist-Alexander the point guard? If he is, that means Josh Giddy's the two guard. And guess who's a worse shooter than SGA? Josh yeah. Giddy. Yeah, uh, and they're they're not un, you know it's not coincidental that they're listed right there next to each other on my list. Now again, Josh Kitty's five years younger. Josh Kitty may learn to shoot. You know, most dudes that come from Australia can shoot a basketball. Although right. Ben Simmons, you know, from Australia as well. So I, I don't know. I group those two guys together. I like them both. I think they both have all star potential. Um, they got to learn to shoot the basketball. That's really it. But they I, both kind of put up empty empty stats. I think their environment dictates a lot of that. I think I the fact that the the players surrounding them and also. Um, I mean, like if you're playing in a place where you know you can't win, all of a sudden you're if you're a competitor, which I believe both of these dudes are. I, I see that. I you're see that with both bad shots because you're trying to win. But then if you're SGA, you're like, screw it. Well, I know we're trying to tank. So who gives a crap? But I'm yeah. looking at it going, take SGA and put him in Tyler Hero's spot in Miami. Who do you think yeah. better? Or Jordan Clarkson, or Jordan Clarkson, even even come off the bench like in Utah or something like that in an environment where you got pros, pros around you, you know. Yeah, take Fox and yeah. put him in Tyrese Maxey's spot. And I think Maxey's a stud. Don't get me wrong, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think dudes yeah, yeah. Spots all of a sudden it's totally different. They're getting different shots. Their percentages go up, so on and so forth. Uh, Desmond Bain, same deal. Um, I was surprised. I did take a look at his numbers. I, I thought he was more of a catch and shoot and a true. Bucket getter and not quite as much of a creator. I looked at his numbers. His numbers were a little bit better than I thought they were. He's a really efficient dude, man. He, I really like him a lot. Uh, I like his He's myself. a bodybuilder. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start there, right? For a guy that can't straighten his arms, he can shoot the piss out of it. Uh, so, you know, my notes are really efficient shooter showing flashes. I think he might be right there, 36, 37. So I, I don't mean to disparage him. I know a lot of basketball card collectors and NBA fans are really high on him. Um, I just think – you know, the room between where he's at right now, which is a really good player, and his ceiling, I just don't think there's that much more that he can do. You know, just given his length, you know, his relatively average athleticism, his relatively average, you know, measurements, his relatively average horizontal athleticism, all those things. It's just a great shooter, man, and a really good dude you want on your team or or in a fight, for that matter, if you're in an octagon, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so – that's that's interesting. You pulled Fox and Alexander out of there. I like those guys too, uh, from a prospect standpoint, because they got a lot. They got a lot of upside if they can just you know get more proficient shooting the ball. Uh, my next five, I have in green. These are guys that just missed, and and you'll notice there's something in common. They're all crazy young. Twenty two is the old, you know. Twenty two. Simon's just turned twenty three. Twenty two, twenty one, twenty two, twenty one, twenty three. Anybody from those five that you think uh, that you would have in your top thirty list that I chose to put just on the outside looking in. I wouldn't have Wagner in in the list, uh, in in that in that tier of the list. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have Hero in that tier of the list, and I would replace those two with the two that I said from above. Fair. Uh, I think Hero is another one of those guys that 
Um, yeah, he's super young, but um, ceiling-ish, you know. And then also watching him, it seemed seemed as though he was more interested in being cool and how he was dressed on the sidelines with with that he injury that he had than uh, actually getting out and competing in a playoff series. Something I do not believe Fox and SGA would do. And again, that's that's just my my opinion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you too. I'm not sold on Halliburton. I know he's super young, and I think he's gonna be a really good pro. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. I mean, what what does that does that make him? Uh, I mean, are you saying he's Chauncey Billups? Or are you saying he's? And I know that's not a good comp, but you get my point from an effectiveness standpoint. Or is he? Uh, I don't know. Give me a. Give I me see a, Ron Harper. Okay. Uh, young, young Ron Harper, right? That people remember yeah, old Ron Harper on the Bulls. who was just like, you know, yeah. limping around. But I mean, like. But you put Brogdon type, and I'm like, okay, Brogdon's a really good pro. There's no question about that. Yeah. But Brogdon would never be in a discussion for, let me start my team with this guy. And that, that's kind of my point. And that's why I put that down there because we're, we're talking about dudes that we think are maybe in the 30 to 50 range of the yeah. best players on planet Earth. So I don't – you know, it sounds like we're trashing these guys, right? Uh, these would be third-round guys, right? These would be the third-best player on championship teams, some of these guys, some of these guys, right? And some of them have tremendous upside. I worry about Halliburton because I haven't seen him – I haven't seen an ounce of a mid-range game. And you can't be the, uh, the, the guy that you give the ball to in the fourth quarter in an NBA game if you're only shooting threes and layoffs. You just can't be it. And, uh, and maybe he gets there. I don't know. Um, I just don't know. But – he had really good splits. He's really efficient player. And we knew that he was a really mature player coming out of Iowa State. Iowa State, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, it's like right. um, And 15-8-4 uh, and four is really good numbers. But, again, empty stats, right? He's doing it where Fox is doing it. He's doing it where, you know, SGA is doing it and Giddy's doing it. And he's doing it in Sacramento and Indiana. And they just don't – they're not relevant. And so we got to see. You know, we got to see him, what he does on a contender team and what he does in the playoffs. But it might be a while you know, for, for any of those guys that we just mentioned before well, we see any of those guys in the playoffs. My, my deal is, okay, those are his numbers. Fox and SGA have been putting those putting up better numbers than that. Way bigger. Almost their whole career, you know. Uh, From so, day one, way, way bigger, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, SGA had to wait a little bit, you know, in Los Angeles with the Clippers. But but you're right, Fox from the jump was putting up numbers. I, that, I, I don't, I'd have to go look, but I would think Fox would be around 15, 8, and 4 his rookie year. I'd probably have to go check it out. But, you know, Fox was, you know, 20, 24, you know, 24 game. And now he doesn't assist the ball as much as he should. But let's keep going. Okay, Tyrese Maxey and Anthony Simons. These guys I, I literally did put thought into. And, I'm, and people are people hate me. They know how much I care about Anthony Simons and how I'm not exactly the most. We all do. We all do. You all know that, right? So I like being right, right? I was I've been right on a couple of guys. I've been wrong yeah. on a couple of guys too. Nope. I'm really high on Simons. Um, I think he's one of the best shooters in the league, and I think he's got the potential to become a much better shooter as he bulks up and gets stronger. Um, you know, the best upside of ever, in my opinion, he's got the best upside of anybody in this honorable mention list if he can play that point guard position. He's not going to get that chance to do that. We saw it in glimpses, right? And the reason I'm high on him is, you know, he was 25-5, and five, uh, you know, on 45-40-85. Um, you know, but this is the season where, you know, that's over stretches. This is the season where, all right, you need to be the second leading scorer on this team. Dame Lillard's going to lead this team in scoring. I think he's going to explode this year. I think Damian Lillard's going to push 30 a game uh, because – 
That's the only way they win. I don't think that Blazers team gets into the playoffs unless Dame goes bananas. Uh, we know Nurkic is going to get hurt because he always does. Yeah. Um, and then I think Anthony Simons has to be the number two guy, and I think he's got to push 20, 22, 23 points a game. I think those two guys together need to score 58 to 60 points a game. Yeah, but the uh, the reality is even if they do that, they're not getting into the playoffs. Uh, so I, I wonder, you know, at, at what point does Portland again start to look to, to push – Dame and uh, put him on the block somewhere. I mean, again, with that contract, I'm not sure who in the world will be able to take him. But the point is, yeah. uh, Simons is a stud. Okay. And and I know, you know, for at the very beginning of it, you told me, you were like, you got to see this dude play. While I have disagreed with you on certain guys that we will eventually get to, actually, um, <laughs> there, you know, there is nobody that can question your Anthony Simons call or your Giannis call. Nobody. Yeah. That one. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Maxie's an interesting one to me. I think he's uh, he's a great piece, potentially on a title team. I love the pace that he plays at. I think he's going to get better and better and better. Um, and I think he's he's starting to figure out ways to score other than just being a catch and shoot or all the way to the rim. His mid-range yeah. his different stuff he's added to his game. I think both of them. He cares a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. I like it. I, Jonathan, those guys have a lot in common. Their bodies are different. The way they score is different. But what they have in common is they're both young. They both have a huge ceiling. And they both are three-level scorers. Because I saw, I started to see this year Maxi scoring from the mid-range. And, you know, coming out of Kentucky, the whole deal with Maxi was, can he, can he, is he ever going to learn how to shoot? That sucker came out banging, man. I mean, a really good shooter his first two years in the league. Um, and so hopefully he can keep that keep that going. You had to pick one, Maxi or Simons, right now. If you had to pick one of those Simons. two guys, Simons. you take Simons. I, and again, that's that's to start my team with. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're through honorable mention. Um, anybody from that green group you would put in your 30? No. Okay. But just the Fox and the SGA. And, and those are those are borderline. You'll you'll hear why later. We'll hear why. All right, I'm gonna start revealing these. Let me see if I can figure this out. My old man game here. Let's see. Go here. Go here. Boom. Boom. Number thirty. Bam Adebayo. I've got Bam Adebayo as my thirtieth player on my draft list. Um, he's 25 years old. Seven years into the future. Remember, we're looking at this seven year window. Win as many games as you can and help us win a title. I think he'd be the thirty most most helpful player to win me a title. And I think uh, he would be the most helpful on the defensive end. I don't think you're going to disagree with that. I think the big question with Bam Adebayo is offense. Where, where can his offensive game go? We, we saw what he did maybe in bubble basketball a couple of years back. I don't see the progression offensively from that point to today. And that's what worries me about him. What do you think about Bam? Yeah, you know, I, when he was in the bubble, he, he was looking to take that mid-range. He was looking to be aggressive. On a, in a secondary break situation after getting a defensive rebound, um, especially with the spacing that the Heat offered at that point with Duncan Robinson actually being relevant at the time. And so, you know, he could get to the – but he was looking to score. I was yeah. looking – last year I'm like, what in the world? And then, look, there were games he'd go a half getting a rebound, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just like he just disappeared at times. So, I don't know. Talent-wise, no question he could do that. He would not be my 30th, though. I would have him. Higher, but I don't know how you want to go about this. You want to go back and forth. I want to know: uh, Is he one of the ones you'd bump for SGA or Fox? No, he is not. He he would be. I actually have Bam uh, at my twenty seventh 
spot. Okay. Okay. Well, not too far off. Look, this yeah. is not a zero sum game. It's going to be tough, right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. And again, part of it, it depends on how much you value offense and defense. And do you believe offense wins championships or defense wins championships? And we've seen both, you know, both manners do it, but recently it's been more offense than defense. Yeah. But uh, okay. So bam, 30 for me, 27 for you. He's 25 years old, seven years from now, he's still on the tail end of his prime. So he's got a full prime seven pretty much in there. Uh, it's just a question. I think we can agree how good of an offensive player can Bam Adebayo become and why hasn't he uh, over the last two years? Okay. Uh, again, I feel like I need to go ahead and tell you who my 30th player is because it's going to sum up. It, it'll, it'll make sense out of why SGA and uh, okay. Fox were where they were. Tell me. Uh, Anthony Davis would be my 30th player. Okay. Um, and I'll go ahead and lump him in with my 29th player, which is Zion Williamson. And while from a talent standpoint, Zion, if and again, you just stop watching the video. By the way, I have yeah. the huge clicked off. They they just unsubscribed. I just lost a hundred subscribers. If you let me explain, maybe they won't shut off. They've already shut off. Right? <laughs> Good luck. So so Zion Williamson to me, knowing what I know now about his background and about his entourage, that when he shows up at a uh, a team meal. He doesn't eat the food that the team has provided. He has two Caniacs whenever he shows up because that's what his entourage brings him. Okay. Um, and then I know he's leaned out or whatever, but I don't trust either one of those dudes to stay healthy. And so while if you asked me, if you said, okay, you told me looking to the future, Zion is going to stay healthy the rest of his career and he's going to care about his weight. He would be number three on my list. Wow. Okay. I do not think that that will ever happen. So I'm putting him all the way down. In fact, if I had my druthers, I'd remove both of them off of the list because I think Anthony Davis is one of the softest players to ever play basketball. And I think he won his title. And now it's like, I'm done. I'm good. Moving on. And so that's where I would slide Fox yeah. and SGA in. Not that I think Fox and SGA are in the same stratosphere as either one of them from a talent standpoint. But also, again, huge ifs right next to both of those guys. You tell me that they're both going to be healthy and they're both going to care. These are huge ifs. Dude, both of them are in my top six to eight. Zion's yeah. number three. Okay. Yeah. So. Your concern is that, you know, we hear this all the time, NBA teams take on the persona of their best player. Yes. And, and your concern with both of those guys is not what can they do, it's what will they do. I'm and, not starting and a Zion, it's how many chicken fingers can he eat, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm not starting a team with two guys I can't trust. I yeah, I, I feel you. Uh, I am going to give – we're going to get there because we're about to talk about Bradley Beal, who I have at 29, and he's age 29, and that's probably the primary reason. But uh, we're going to talk about both those. Uh, you know, I give Zion the benefit of the doubt because he's very young. And, um, you know, we've seen some players come into the league very immature and then turn into be great pros, right? Chauncey Billups, you brought his name up earlier, is another great example. Chauncey Billups is a huge pain in the ass. Nobody wanted that dude on their team. And he ended up being the consummate pro. He was almost Joe Dumars 2.0 for the same franchise and uh, became a mentor and became a Hall of you know, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. He's a Hall of Famer, but Chauncey Billups was not 285 pounds with a foot problem. I'm just I'm trying to give you an example of players maturing after they enter the league. Okay. It's happened over like, and over again. For instance, Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. might be president one day. Is that fair? <laughs> right if he gets his shit together okay uh so let's talk about bradley beal and then we'll get we'll we'll put your zion hate 
on the side for a second. Can we put that? Hey, I mean, it's not even in video episode number one. We shouldn't even be talking about Zion. So you need to relax there with that. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know that 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 story you just told is not an opinion. I know it came from a source that we both know and trust. And so uh, it's not a question of did it happen? It happened. Yeah. It's just a question of did it happen once? Or is this dude, you know, knocking down Kaniacs daily, right? No, it was uh, happening. That's the thing. Okay. All right. We're, we're, I don't want to reveal the One war. Yeah. You hydrate. Zion has got you so dehydrated. Bradley Beal. I have Bradley Beal here because I thought he was too good. To, I, you know, I think, I think we're done. I think we're done thinking Bradley Beal can be the best player on a franchise team. I probably should have moved him out for a Tyrese Maxey or a Simons or a Franz Wagner, because those guys, we don't know if their windows closed. I think we probably know Bradley Beal's windows closed yes. um, as the potential best player on a championship team. Um, he'll be 36 at the end of this seven-year window in our hypothetical. I probably made a mistake there. Uh, would you have Bradley? You have got Bradley Beal in your top 30, I guess. I have Bradley Beal as my 26th pick. Okay, so we're right at the tail end. So we're, we're at or near uh, uh, the same on that one. Okay, yep. let's let's move on from Bradley Beal. I could be persuaded by you and the people watching the channel. Don't flame me in the comments. I could see where maybe I reached on Bradley Beal. I just when, – when Wall went down and he kind of took over that point wing position, he put up crazy numbers. But, again, it was for the Wizards and it didn't really matter. So – um, I could be persuaded to move him out and move one of those green or maybe even a couple of yellow level guys in uh, in his spot. Okay, next on the list, Anthony Davis. I don't really want to talk about him. I can't stand the guy. Thank you. Uh, move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, number And the only reason I put him in there is because he is talented enough to possibly win a title in the next couple of years, but he's kind of semi-shut it down, it seems like, already. But there's always that hope every year we're like, oh, Anthony, healthy Anthony Davis. Oh, what if, what does a healthy Anthony Davis do for the Lakers? And then it's like, well, when are we going to see a healthy Anthony Davis that also cares about playing? Look, um, anytime, anytime the the two words, what if, start your, your topic discussion about a player, and that is more times than not, then you can't count on them. So it's yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got Zach Levine at number 27. Um, I'm a little concerned because I think he did have all-season knee surgery. Um, top 10 scorer in the NBA, just straight-up bucket getter. Points, point, Put the ball in the basket, put up points per game, you know, green light city, score at all three levels for sure, and yeah. look like it's really fun doing it. Um, I kind of group him with Bradley Beal. I feel yeah. like he's got a couple years on Beal left, a little couple years left meat on the bone, but – um, I could be persuaded to move uh, a Maxi, a Simons, an SGA, a Fox. Um, I mean, he's basically – he reminds me of Siakam. He's just a, different players, but, like, they're right at the tail end. It's hard. It's hard to com compare a 21-year-old or 22-year-old who we don't quite know what their ceiling is uh, to – you know, and their ceiling might not even be Zach Levine. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's fair to say. I mean, there's a chance Anthony Simons, Maxi, Hero, Wagner, Halliburton, they may never be as good as Zach Levine. But you know what? They may be better. Whereas with Zach Levine, we kind of know, right? We kind of know what we're getting. We're going to get a bunch of wins, right? Maybe. Uh, all of the Bulls haven't really. But uh, I don't know. Zach Levine's there. We're spending too much time on this. I mean, these guys are all. He was 25th to me. Beal was 26th. I Same as Beal. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Same, similar players, similar position. You know, he's not a point guard. He's really a true scoring wing, which 
doesn't really exist. In the NBA this, I think I think it's important that you clarify this. What you said it at the beginning. When you start talking about all these guys and you say like, okay, you know, Zach Levine's probably one of the ten best scorers in the league. Yeah, maybe ten to twelve, whatever. But ultimately, it comes down to who do you think is going to affect winning? Yeah. The, right. Yeah. Zach yeah. Levine has never affected winning ever. Obviously. Yeah. And so I mean, that's that's just reality. I mean, DeRozan steps into the Bulls and is their best player right off the bat last year. And it was DeRozan, weird. Was not yeah exactly. You weren't yeah. you weren't expecting that, were you? No, indeed, not at all. Yeah. I don't think anybody was. I, I remember reading an article that said Demar Derozan was the worst free agent signing of the entire <laughs> summer, and it ended up being the best. You yeah. know, and, and it just defied odds. Fifth ranked player in the league or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was so that probably was what sparked him. He was so pissed off about that as he should have been. He's a much better player than that. Uh, I've got Jalen Green here just because. He can sit his ass on the rim. I don't know what else to say. He's oh. going to take 14 threes a game. The guy's in love with shooting the three ball. Um, I think he's got um, – Here, he, I, this is going to be a horrible thing to say, but I remember – I don't want to compare him to Kevin Durant. All I'm going to say is I remember watching Kevin Durant as a rookie, and he was on my fantasy team, and I was very frustrated, Jonathan, because Kevin Durant could not get to his spots. Yeah. He could not get clean looks. He took terrible contested twos uh, and really struggled to get to the rim because he weighed 100 and whatever, 95 pounds, right? Yeah. I saw the same type of struggle from Jalen Green. The, the things that Jalen Green struggles with can be fixed by eating and by lifting weights and just by getting older as a human man on planet Earth. Uh, and those three things are inevitable. People are going to eat. They're going to weigh more, and, uh, and they're going to progress physically in the NBA. You can't not, right? And so for that reason, I've got Jalen Green in here. I think all of his deficiencies will be remedied with two years of gaining weight. A 230-pound Jalen Green is pushing Anthony Edwards-type stuff. That, that's just my opinion. Ooh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I have him at 28, so we're not far off. And the reason I have him at 28 is because below Beal and Levine is yeah. because – Although he is significantly more athletic than Beal, right? People forget how athletic Zach Levine was not too long ago. Oh, he's still yeah. is. exceptional. Yeah. Um, I think his top end is that. And when you think top end, I mean, Beal averaged 30 a couple times. Levine's in that 27, 28 range, you know, so yeah. this is not a bad top end to be in. I just think he has one of the lowest basketball IQs of anybody I've ever seen come into the league. And I know he's young. I got it. I understand that. But he has, he has no understanding of good and bad shot. And then on top of that, he's in a toxic environment in Houston with another guy who's the exact same way. Who's How dare you? Well, How um, dare you? No, super talented, but completely toxic, right? And those two guys playing together where they're playing make it, take it, basically, is not a good thing. And I, I don't know. I just don't see him ever being in that tier. So I was shocked. I really thought you'd have him higher than that because I knew you were high on his talent. But um, we I, agree I on yeah. yeah, I'm sitting here wondering why didn't I put Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, higher than Jalen Green? I think he's going to end up being better than Jalen Green. I, I know I'm in the minority with that, right? But you know, that I feel a way about Kevin Porter Jr. that I felt about Anthony Simons, to be quite honest. You could have put his name there, and I would have put him in 28 as well. Like it would have been the same thing for me. And I think he's super talented. Super talented. Yeah. Done. We just yeah. did it. Yep. Well, you take him first, and I'll take. Uh, <laughs> it's settled. I'll I'll take Paolo Banchero and I'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's number 26. Let's move on. 
And don't – you know what? you got to give the Rockets a chance. they got some – we'll see. I don't like Jamari Smith, to be honest with you. I was really hoping they were going to get Chet or whatever, but it turns out they dodged a bullet with no Chet. Uh, I got DeAndre Ayton, 25. Uh, it's tough. I didn't know what to do with him. He's too good to be honorable mention. Um, but, you know, what's funny is he was on the open free agent market and nobody really wanted him, which is kind of like odd. I guess maybe they all wanted him, but they didn't want him at the max price that he was going to command, you know, and that, that, that everybody knew Phoenix would match. So um, I really thought that the Pacers were going to do something to get him and they, they just didn't. And they chose to stay put. Maybe they're thinking they're going to do something with the Lakers, with uh, Miles Turner and those guys. But um, I've got DeAndre Ayton in number 25. He's only 24 years old. Um, he, he's, he has shown progress, unlike Bam Adebayo, he has shown progress offensively, uh, getting better. And, uh, the knock on him was, you know, he was a terrible defender, which everyone thought he was going to be a great defender. He was a really stiff, terrible defender. I think his rookie year, and I think he's gotten better as a defender, he's better as a positional defender. Again, still doesn't block shots like you would think a freak athlete monster would is for he some a reason. He's huh? a freak athlete, man. Dude, he, vertically he is. I think I think horizontally he doesn't move well. I think he is a freak athlete. Uh, oh, I for sure. Care. I don't at all. I think he should block more shots than he does, but I don't think he's a freak Do athlete. you think he's more athletic than we are? Not than you. You're pretty you're pretty uh, salty still. Yeah. Definitely definitely more athletic than I am. But. All right. Where's Aiden on your list then? I have him at 21. Oh, wow. You're higher on him. You're higher on this stupid non-athlete that's no good at basketball. Wow. I'm the one, I'm the one, right, exactly. But I think that <laughs> when you say, like, who's going to affect winning more, Yeah, I think I think he affects – He'll look, the reality is all these guys we're naming, they're never going to be the best player on a title team. Right? Not yet. We're not there yet. Well – no, I'm just saying, like they're they're not going to. But I yeah, we're not there yet. We, I, you're right. You're right, Jonathan. I agree with you. And that's the question I kept asking myself: is like, well, we're splitting hairs here because yeah. we have not gotten to that player yet that I can see holding up the Bill Russell MVP trophy as the right. as the guy who just won the, the title. I can't see it yet. But I think Aiton affects winning more than Zach Levine, who was my yeah. That's over the next seven years. That's and he's got, well, he's got more tread on the tire. And, and right now, we're we're not talking about. We're not even to the title, who's going to win the most titles. We're talking about who's going to do the best for your franchise, put butts in the seats, and win the most games, right? And so that's why we're kind of splitting hairs. We would agree DeAndre Aiden is not uh, Bill Russell finals title winner, MVP award winner. Okay. Uh, but we do like him a lot. And he might go to – he might make six or seven all-star teams. Fair? Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. He may make a, he may make three third-team all-NBA center by the time he's done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He may. Who knows? We'll see. I got DeJounte Murray. And I and he's man, look, he is like what Talibur Halliburton wants to be. Uh, that kind of jack of all trades, you know, uh stuffing the stat sheet in all five categories. I, I really think Halliburton is a younger version of DeJounte Murray, but not near not nearly as athletic or explosive. Uh what really took DeJounte Murray's game to the next level last season. Uh, was being learning to shoot the ball. Like he yeah. became a three-point threat. Or at least be, he, you had to respect him at the three-point line, which you and I both know when you can shoot the hell out of the ball, it makes your first step look a lot faster yeah. and a lot more effective. You're just a lot better at basketball when you can shoot. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's I still the most, the most important skill in the game. You can tell. He, maybe the most important skill in all of sports. You can tell that he is uh, – that, that you and I have talked a lot of basketball over our 48 years, over the whatever, 35 years that we've uh, – Yeah. Um, I have him at 23rd. 
Yeah, we're close, man. I mean, we're we're really close on a lot of these, and and you've already convinced me to move Beal and Zach Levine out and put Fox and, and SGA in there. So we we are really close. Um, I didn't convince you because I wanted you to put Anthony Davis and Zion out. But that's yeah, I, well, I'm not putting Zion out because I think that you know at some point somebody's gonna put a muzzle on him and not feed him fried chicken or or cheeseburgers or Jack in the Box or whatever they eat where whatever he's eating you know whatever those big guys eat right. Um, but you know what? I saw Charles Barkley weigh 975 pounds and he's a Hall of Famer. So uh, again. People mature. At some point, Barkley figured it out. And remember the weird shape Barkley that played for the Rockets late in his career? And remember Chris Paul was a little pudgy little dude, and he's figured it out with the vegan stuff. You don't think at some point Zion's pride kicks in? You just think he's No, it's done. not that. It's not that. It's, it, it really has little to do with that. I think there's a good chance that he matures and wants to do it. I'm saying now that he has foot injuries, it's going to be a problem moving forward. That's my biggest problem. I think yeah. he can he can be the most he can be the fittest guy ever moving forward. When big human beings, he's always going to be a big human being. He's never going to play it less than right. Two. I'm with you there. That's not changing. I'm just saying the foot issue causes me like like Anthony Davis's uh, vaginal issue causes me problems. I'm worried about Zion's uh, foot problem. That's my deal. So yes, yeah, uh, eloquently put. You're right, um, but I can't put him at 29. I'm because there's no, no, I get it. But because even if he plays four out of those years, he's uh, gives you a better chance of winning than Anthony. He's Davis. Top five on, the, on our list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. That that's one place we're not going to agree because I. I get it. Look, and I'm I'm more optimistic than you. You like to call it like you see it. You're probably a realist shading towards a pessimist. Yeah. I am an optimist with only a hint of realism in me, right? I am more optimist than anything. Which um, is good because you coached with me and coaching is the oh, it's great balance. And yeah. coaching is the reason I was I've leaned towards pessimism. You know, that's the crazy part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we got Jamal Murray. I got the Murrays together, man. Indistinguishable, very different players, the way they go about things, but I've got them right here next to each other. You I, I can tell by your reaction, you got Jamal Murray way higher up your list. 22. Oh, really? Okay. I was gonna say, okay, your reaction was wow, we're close again. I thought your reaction was like, oh, I've got a tenth or something. No, wow. injuries and ceiling to me, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you look, man, who knows where he'd be on our list if you take that injury away? No. Um, because the only I mean, look, the, what he did in that bubble was serious, man. That's stuff you don't see very often. Um, injury is the only reason he's here. Yeah. I want to see him do it outside the bubble i i know everybody and look what he and mitchell did were is amazing in the bubble mitchell's done some of that outside of the bubble i, I just got to see it i got to see it in a playoff situation where yeah uh, you know anyhow moving forward well, you're gonna right i mean he is gonna sink or swim this year there is no way in hell you're keeping the nuggets out of the playoffs there's no way in hell they don't make the playoffs right they are loaded uh assuming again Jamal's good. He's taken off a year and a half, like a full year and a half for an ACL a long time. So he should be 100%. And then you, you're just going to, again, what if Michael Porter stays healthy? Um, and, again, I probably could have put Michael Porter somewhere in the honorable mention as well. But his injuries are just such a humongous concern. Um, Talent-wise, he's pushing the number 30 spot, but there's a lot more to it than just how talented, how good could you be? It's how good will you be? Oh, and be real. If he, were, if he were completely healthy, you'd have him in the top 15. Well, top 15's – I would definitely have him in the top 30. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Over the next seven years, though, that's what I'm thinking. I know. That's the thing. I, I know. 
Well, I don't know. We we've got enough hypotheticals. We can't add a perfectly healthy Bill Jr. to our list of hypotheticals. All right, number twenty-two. Who do we have here on my list? I've got Jaden Ivy. Um, this is oh man, this this might be a massive overreaction to watching a bunch of YouTube clips. I didn't watch this dude. I don't watch college basketball. I don't particularly enjoy watching it. I don't think it's an enjoyable product. That's just me. I think it used to be. I don't think it is anymore with the transient nature of it. Um, and just no chemistry, and you know, it's just ugly basketball. That's just me. It's just ugly basketball. Um, I've got Jaden Ivey here based on watching a ton of YouTube clips, uh, watching a, a minute of summer league or however long he played. And a lot of it hinges on how I hear his peers and other GMs talk about him. Yeah. Uh, that's really all this is. It's really all about maybe. You know, well, it's all about upside. It's all about what could be. It's not about what you've done, obviously, because he hasn't done anything. What do you think? I had him at 19. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and let me go back because we didn't talk about who my 24th player was. Well, actually, I'll wait till you call him out. I'll tell you. Well, we're um, going to get to him. Yeah, we will. So, yeah. Ivy at 19, I think his upside is Dwayne Wade-ish. Um, and so, anybody whose upside is that belongs on this list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know what his downside is because we've seen uh, – His downside is Dennis Smith. Ooh. Right. Exactly. It's exactly his downside, Johnson. Yes. But, you know, I was thinking more along the lines Antonio of, Daniels. No, who was our guard out of uh, – oh, my gosh. The Bulls guy. The guy I love so much coming out of college. The great Chris defensive. Dunn. Yes. Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn. Right. Yeah. That's All of the above. He, yeah. it, 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 it's scary. We, we've both got him in the 19 to 22 range for one reason and one reason alone. As a GM – Yep. you got to take some risks. You've yep. got to literally take a risk on talent that's not a proven commodity over a proven commodity like Anthony Davis, whose window is much smaller. Jaden Ivey is almost too young here. He's not even going to get to his prime for about three of his seven-year window in our hypothetical. So uh, that's something to take into account, too, and that's another reason I kind of moved him back. I'm almost penalizing him. So he is exactly, to me, what Jalen Green is. It's just a – I don't know. It's it's honestly it's I don't and it's an I don't know. And I, huge difference. He's playing with a guy who actually understands how to play basketball. Cade. Yeah. Yeah. I we can agree on that. And he's going to say he's not going to have to control the ball and make all the decisions. And so I think the game's going to be a little bit easier for him. He's going to slide right into a spot where it's very natural for him. Just go score. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I think so you you see Jay Nivey as a true true shooting guard. You see him as a true combo. Shooting guard? He's a combo, but I think he's score first. Yeah, he score first. You know, um, he'll yeah. shoot. Man, look. Are, are there are there any more shooting guards? Are there any more point guards? Are there any more small? Po- no, they're not. Because at the end of the game, we were. I was talking to an agent about this the other day. You know, you can consider yourself a point guard, but if you play with Kevin Durant. He's going to bring the ball up the floor half the game and every possession. Quarter. <laughs> right? Right. So it, that, that stuff is irrelevant now. What can yeah. you do off the ball as well as on the ball? And I think Ivy's got a chance to be good at both. So yeah. that'll be my, my call on him. Uh, just to get off topic, what do you, how do you think Atlanta's going to handle and manage the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray situation? You think they're just going to take turns? You no. think they're going to try to keep one of them on the court at all times? How, how do you think they're going to? Well, Murray's going to be more durable. We know that. Um, well, just from a standpoint of his body type and whatnot. And sure. Stronger, but um, I know that they do want 
to turn Trey into more of a Steph type. Agreed. Off the ball, running around screens, running with depth. I don't know if it ever happens. Because I don't know if he wants to do that. First of all, who wants to do that? Like, God dang. I mean. <laughs> Richard you know, Hamilton, that's who. Reggie Miller. but Ray Thompson. Right? So yeah. those guys, I, I, it's tough to do. And then Trey, I guess it's he's so good with the ball in his hands. That yeah. It's hard to sell him on that. Uh, but I think, you know, Murray's impact is going to be on the on the defensive end of the floor. Oh, he's going to. Yeah, you can cover up some holes, man. Right. It, it's hard when you when you've driven the Ferrari. It's hard to be a passenger. And Trey Young, I mean, yeah. well, we're gonna get to him on the list. We know he's not gonna be in this first uh, episode of this video. Yeah, yeah for sure. No. Uh, okay, so Jaden Ivey's there, and we both agree it's just because who the hell knows? We think yeah. he could be really, really great. We think he could be a lot better than you know the guys that are behind him on the list, but he could also be Chris Dunn or Dennis Smith. Yep. All right. Uh, I got Donovan Mitchell here because he is a known commodity. Um, we are finally going to get to see him play in an, uh, a really interesting lineup. What do you think about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I know you don't have them in your top four in the East yet. No. And I have Donovan Mitchell at 17 on my list. So, again, we're not, we're not far off. Not um, far. I think uh, that the Cavs are interesting because their best player – is their worst offensive player. Well, I, I'll take that back. Of the three, Garland, Mobley, and Mitchell, Mobley is currently the worst offensive player. I don't think that will always be the case, right? Um, apparently, he has really worked his ass off in his jumper. He's never going to be a guy who you're putting in pick and rolls and doing things like that. But, I mean, um, you know, he, I think he probably affects winning more than anybody else on that team does. Mobley does. Uh, but Mitchell, I think, slides into a spot where – if Darius Garland understands how to play off the ball at all, uh, then they'll be fine. If he does not, then it will be a log jam with two midgets playing in the backcourt who can't guard anybody, and that's a problem. Now, no. you can see you got Mobley and Allen back there, and that's fine. Mobley and Allen cover a lot of that up, you know. Really? And, and, and um, so. I just went blank on your your guy, Okoro, who is a, you know, He's a you know a three and D without the three right now, but he's he can D now. He can guard a couple positions. I think five to six. In the East, maybe, maybe yeah, that's what I think. So, but yeah. I won't want a, my Bucks to play this team three years from now. That's what I don't. Want. That's going to be that's going to be a freaking issue, right? They're going to be a huge problem. I, we're going to get to Mobley later. Um, Bill Simmons compared him to Tim Duncan. He thinks he's the next Tim Duncan. Uh, yeah. Some people like to compare him to Anthony Davis. If you had to gamble right now and throw out his vaginitis. If you had to gamble right now, do you think Mobley ends up being a better basketball player for a career than Anthony Davis? Does he have a better statistical career? Forget about titles. Does he have a better statistical career no. than Anthony Davis? No. I don't think so either. No. I don't see the offense that everybody else sees. But button it up. Let's keep it. Let's save it because we're going to get to we're going to get to him. We're going to talk about him a lot more in detail. Uh, right now, though, we know for sure he's he, in my opinion, is the third best player on that team because the other two guys are all stars, and yeah. Donovan Mitchell is a multiple all star. So yes. we're going to call him. He might be the most important player, but he's definitely a third best player on that team. Right. Offensively, for sure. Yeah. Offensively. And that's us assuming he's a better player than the other all star, Jared Allen, right? Yeah. 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 He is. He's a better offensive player. He probably him. is. He probably, well, he's probably, he might be a better defensive player, too. He just doesn't have the rep yet. Let's see what happens when he eats a sandwich and actually weighs 200 pounds. All right. Number 20 on the list. I got Scotty Barnes. I'm way high on Scotty Barnes. I, I don't know where you have him on your list. I'm assuming he was somewhere near 21 to 24 because. I don't think you're going to have him any higher than me, but maybe I'm wrong. Where do you have Scotty? Um, 
You forgot him. Nope. I have Scotty Barnes at 10. Damn. Oh, my God. I thought I was super high on Scotty Barnes. No, I mean, you're I giving Scotty Barnes some serious I, love. I think he might be a Hall of Famer, and I think he is um, – I actually got to watch him play more than I thought I would. I, wouldn't even, I didn't even think I'd pay any attention to it. Right. Uh, you know, you don't realize how big he is, first of all. Okay. Um, dude, he's a <laughs> – He's got like some Scotty Pippen stuff mixed with, uh, I'm not going to say not as a score. He's not the right stuff. He's got some Kawhi. Yeah, you know, but he's 6'10, 6'8, 6'9, 6'10, right? 6'9, 227, Jonathan. But the reality is this, okay? They're saying he is 6'9, but I talked to a couple of pros this summer and they're like, oh no, the, the dude's almost seven feet tall. Like he's six eleven, easy, you know. Which you hear that that stuff happens from time to time, right? So he's probably grown. Yeah, I just look at him and and, and the dude cares so. Much. I agree. Agree. So much. He's so competitive. So when you tell me seven years now, if you'd have told me over the next four years, he may not have been ten for me, but seven years, yeah, I, he, he's high for me, man. I, yeah. I, I'll you you just I mean basically you think he's the next he's the young Will Chamberlain is what I just heard. I'm you. not saying that. <laughs> no, because I'm not saying. I love that. Scotty Barnes, Jonathan. I love Scotty Barnes. Um, he's six nine, two twenty seven. He's the same size as Mobley, and he he's a he's a wing like a true wing. Like he can play wing. Now if you want to put him in there and you want him to guard Mobley, sure he's going to guard Mobley. But I tell you what, I don't think Mobley's guarding uh, Scotty Barnes. But let me um, let me clarify, okay. Over the next seven years, okay, Zach Levine will probably have uh, three years where he averages 27, right? Yeah. Scotty Barnes may never average 27. I don't know. But maybe still, right. He's going to affect winning more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I see an incredibly versatile – he checks He checks every box. Every right? Except he's not the most handsome dude. He does not check that box. But he, he checks a lot of boxes when it pertains to the sport of basketball. Um, I like Scotty Barnes. I think he's already the best player in Toronto. I think he's better than Fred Van Vliet. I think he's better than um, Pascal Siakam, and I think we're going to see it this year. Uh, that's my personal opinion. And, and then, obviously, he's much higher on the list than those two guys because of his age. He's 21 years old, man. He should be in college still, like a lot of these guys. Well, think so, about this. The Raptors would not involve him in a Kevin Durant trade. I heard. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard, yeah. Oh, I got it. But, dude, you know, you, you got to think Durant's got three good years left in him. You know? Yeah, yeah, and we know the Raptors are all about moving pieces to take a shot at a title because exactly. it worked the last time they did it. And so for them to say no this time around, they think highly of Scotty Barnes as well. I like the guy. I think he's the best player on the team already. I think this year the stats will bear it out. I think he'll his usage rate will go way up because yeah. um, it's time, you know. And uh, he seems to care a lot too. And I know that's – I mean, I, I hate to say this because you know how I feel. This is my favorite active player in the sport of basketball. I think the comp is Giannis. To me, Probably. personally, um, yeah. because of the way he, he's long, but because he can do so many different things on a basketball court, uh, guard so many different positions, uh, obviously that's a little bit of a stretch, right? There's not many people with a Giannis-type ceiling, but Nobody. just like a poor – we'll call him a poor man's Giannis, you know? Well, um, which is still a rich man. Not as vomitous, you know, looking as Giannis is. Although it's got yeah. – uh, number 19, we're moving on. Number 19, we're in our top 20. Have we gotten to a player that we think can be the best player and hoist a trophy over his head yet? The best player. We're getting close. I have. I have. 
I, I think Scotty okay. Barnes, and I what I did was I, I went and starred all my guys, okay? And I put close next to his, right? Because I have right. some that are just definite stars. They could definitely do it. And I think it, it, in the next seven years, he could be that. So I'm, I'm putting him down as one. 21 definite. years old. He, Jonathan, he's got 11 years left in his prime. Man, NBA prime used to be, it used to be 28, 29 when we were younger. We used to talk about this all the time. Yep. Science, nutrition, the way they take care of their bodies, load management, spacing out the schedule, fewer back-to-backs, private jets, swimming pool, treadmills, fill in the blank, you know, drugs, who knows what the hell they're doing, you know, all the different what? ways to take care of your body and reduce inflammation. It's like, it's unbelievable. Oh, and look at his body right now. No, no I know. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is like, Scotty Barnes may, be, may peak at 32 is what I'm saying. Whereas we used to say, we're at 28, 28 and a half. No, not well, anymore. Kevin Durant a worse player now? than he was when he was 28. Yeah, I know. And it's almost like it's indistinguishable. I agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Uh, if this was an 11-year window, Scotty Barnes would be higher on my list, too. He'd be somewhere where you have him on your list. Yeah. Um, all right, we're in the top 20. Number 19, I got Jordan Poole. And you're making me re- you're making me reconsider Jordan Poole and moving him behind Scotty Barnes. I just saw flashes of WTF from Jordan Poole. <laughs> I see so many... Steph, like, what the hell stuff coming out of this kid yep. that, um, he, again, he's not a point guard. He's a, He would be a little a, – kind of a little thin for, a, for a, like, a muscular, strong Donovan Mitchell type two guard. Um, I, I don't know what his position is, but I don't think it matters. And maybe I've got him too high on my list because he plays for the Warriors and he's so free to do whatever he wants and he's got so much around him that the floor is, like, wide open. Right. So I might be a little bit biased that I've, that I've seen the best of Jordan Poole. He might not be the same player if he was in New York, for instance, and had a bunch of trash around him or Sacramento. Um, and I am starting to regret that I've got him because he's only two years uh, older than Scotty Barnes. I might move Scotty Barnes ahead of Poole, but that's where I got Poole at 19. What do you think about what do you think about I have him at 24. And, uh, yeah. my, my, you know, I put him ahead of Levine and Beal. Is he too little? I just think he's too little. And, and the other part is I got to see him in a situation where – He's not the third or fourth guy, you know, um, and that that to me is important because this year I think life's going to be even easier on him than it was last year because I think Clay's going to be closer to Clay again this year. So yeah. I think you look at and Wiggins is is going to be better than even Wiggins was last year. So I just just imagine I can't I can't see a world where I go I want to start my team with Jordan Poole ahead of Scotty Barnes, you know, huh? Yeah, Scotty yeah. Barnes. Definitely not ahead of Scotty Barnes, but I'm saying yeah. like some of these other guys. Um, like I'm still gonna want to take Donovan Mitchell ahead of Jordan Poole, right? I'm. You still- taking Jordan Poole ahead of uh, Jalen Green? Yeah, I had Jalen Green at 28 because I don't think he understands how to spell basketball. But I understand. Yeah. Uh, neither did Magic Johnson, uh, but on the on the court it translated. Uh, Jordan Poole is exactly my size. He's six four, one ninety four. That is my height and my weight to the T exactly. Um, so. Uh, he is Again. a horrific defender. He is an absolutely inept defender. Yeah. It, it has not been required of him yet. Um, and, you know, maybe he never does that. You're right. I mean, it's hard to put him next to two-way guys like Scotty Barnes and say, give me this guy, you know. But, you know, no, some of the stuff Steph. I see. No, just be Steph. Steph, Steph was, used to be a, a walkthrough. But now at least – not granted, Steph's bulked up. But I'm saying at least yeah. Steph now is – it's not an embarrassing situation every time he's right. down. He's He's older too and more experienced, but you know. Yeah. 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 Well, Jordan Poole is at 19. Um, has the potential to be the best shooter in the NBA one day? Yeah, sure. I mean, he could really, really shoot it. Really shoot it. 
he didn't take great shots either. He's kind of reminds me of Steph in that way. It's like, you know, you're a damn good shooter. If you're a good shooter and you're taking low percentage shots. I think the, the guys, the three guys who take the worst shots in the league are all in the Warriors. I mean, Clay Thompson takes horrific shots. Horrific shots. <laughs> he can't get open on his own anymore. The poor guy. The poor guy, you know. But I'm going to tell you, man, those three yeah. dudes, well, there's not enough still. <laughs> yeah. uh, and every shot Draymond takes is a terrible shot. So you can yeah. say the top four worst shot takers. You know, uh, I got Paolo at 18. You're going to have him a lot higher. I, just the way you've been talking about him, no? Okay, talk to me. Do, tell me what you know about Paolo. I've seen about as much Paolo Moncaro is I have Jaden Ivey. I've, I've not been doing my homework, man. Um, I haven't seen enough. Uh, I know he wowed people in summer league. I know he every single person unanimously was like, holy shit, he is a lot bigger than we thought, like a lot bigger than we thought. Uh, and they think he may bully NBA players uh, straight out the gate as a rookie, as a 19-year-old rookie. Well, he I have him at 16, so we're not far off. Um, and I think uh, I worry about ceiling. Like his body is – is grown man body already, right? I mean, think about, just think about back in the day, you know, the big power forwards, Carl Malone. Got, Paolo Banchero is as big as Carl Malone. Like, maybe oh, not quite as heavy. I think he's um, way bigger than Carl he's, Malone. He's, he's not. taller. He's taller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, what does he weigh? Two, well, he might, he might be, he weighs 250. So, I mean, I think, something like that, you know. What do they have? What do they have? Let's see, Let's see the moment of truth. 250. Yeah, yeah. 6, 10, 250. So he's Blake Griffin. Yeah, he's Blake Griffin. He's a monster, right? As a 19-year-old, just like Blake Griffin was. Well, he, as a handles it. he handles it. He's not a great shooter, but he has a chance to be one. Yeah. Uh, really understands the game and is a little better laterally than people thought when he was at Duke. Um, and I think that that's like when they saw him guard and pick and roll stuff in uh, the summer league, even though he didn't play very much, uh, I think that that shocks some people. But like his workouts apparently for these teams. Yeah. Like, Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Incredible. So uh, not to mention, he does not seem like a dude you're going to have to worry about in the locker room, about caring, about taking yeah. care of any of that stuff. So uh, I just worry where is his ceiling, right? So he's already he's already looks like this right now, right? So yeah. Well, you can't – I mean, how much more – I mean, again, you could trim and you can get a lean, but how much more can you do yeah. – you can't expect more growth – from a height standpoint, because he's so filled out, you wouldn't right. think he's going to get the seven feet out of nowhere, right? He's not like Paul George or Giannis growing because they were, you know, they look like bone racks. Yeah. Uh, and and how much more weight can, do you want him to put? Do you want him to put any weight on? You probably don't want him to put any weight. You probably want him at two forty two, yep. you know, and then just explosive and just dominant. Uh, well, he, he reminds me of Blake Griffin. No one's ever going to look as explosive and athletic as Blake Griffin, but I think he shoots it a little bit better than Blake Griffin. And he's certainly – and Blake Griffin has turned into a pretty damn skilled basketball player and his career is pretty much over. But uh, Paolo Bancaro is significantly more skilled than Blake Griffin coming out the gates for sure, okay. I would think. Yeah. Yes. So is he the best player on Orlando day one? Day one. He leads Orlando in scoring more points than Franz Wagner. Day one. Day one. Yeah. Leads him in rebounding, leads him in points. What position, Jonathan? Jonathan, what position does he play? Jonathan Isaac is back. Uh, For a week. Yeah. Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter. Who sits and watches? Boncaro's playing. Is he playing the three? Is he playing the four? They have – I think they've, they've decided that Mo Bamba is starting. I don't know how long that start that lasts. I don't know how that lasts. Um, I guess he plays the three if that's the case. Um, like Markkinen. Markkinen did it last year. He's more athletic than Markkinen. Yeah, Markkinen did it not well, and they are – I mean, he, offensively he was fine, but, like, defensively it was really bad. Yeah, um, that's, the, that's the trade-off, right, is you destroy the, the boards, you kill the boards, but will you not guard that position. 
Paolo will not struggle defensively against those dudes. Okay. So that's the thing. It's like, I think he can play the three. You could go monstrous if you wanted to. I'm not so – I don't think Mo is a good NBA player. I don't think he's ever going to be a good NBA player. So, um, Well, here's the problem. Yeah. If you put Paolo at the three, you, you're going to sit Wendell Carter on the bench? No. I, I think the Mo Bamba thing doesn't pan out. I think Wendell Carter, him, and Wagner, uh, Wagner I think it's going to be a, it's a good deal. Not to mention, I think – God dang, I'm losing. What's my guy from Gonzaga? Chet Holgren? No, the guard, dude. For oh, Suggs. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being okay. I do. I, I think he's the one that gets it. I, I know everybody likes Cole Anthony. I think yeah. Jalen Suggs ends up being the guy. I do too. Uh, he, he's more of a true point guard than Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is a bucket getter. I think Cole Anthony ends up having a career like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he comes off the bench, super sub, Denny Johnson, scores a bunch. Yeah, that's it. Right. I agree. He will definitely give you buckets. I, I just don't – I don't see him running a team. And I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, but I see Ben Gordon. I see Jordan Clarkson. I see guys like that. Look, those guys can be a, a valuable part of a championship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, there, that's interesting because now you're sitting – you're sitting Mobamba. Again, I don't have a problem sitting Mobamba, But you're also sitting Jonathan Isaac, who was their – he was their franchise guy at one point. I know he's had two devastating knee injuries. Um, so we'll see if he comes by. He might not be the same player at all, so it may be a non-issue. But um, it, it's I, I guess we're concluding that Orlando might be the most talented team that's ever been put together. No, it's those two guys are ridiculously bad draft picks. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, how many point guards can one team have between Cole Anthony, Suggs? More than the Knicks had. when they R.J. Hampton and Markel Fultz. No, who was it? That, who? No, the Timberwolves. I'm sorry. When they drafted, I remember Leo, Johnny Flynn, like back to back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then we're forgetting somebody. We're well, forgetting another point guard. I think. Who was, the other, who was the other point guard? Didn't they have Marbury already? I mean, yeah, but they drafted three in that round. And I can't remember. It was Johnny Flynn. It was oh, Rubio. Yeah, you're right. There was another dude. There was another point guard. We're going to have to think about that. Yeah. I'll get an answer. I'll get an answer. All right. We've talked a long time about Paolo Banquero and the Magic for some reason. Uh, good league pass team. I think it'll be a fun league pass team, Jonathan. I like watching Suggs. I like watching Wagner, even though I hate watching his brother. I can't stand watching his brother. He's a goon. He's a hack artist. He's a dirty cheap shot man. Uh, but I like watching Franz Wagner, and I'm going to love watching Boncaro in his development. So it's a good league pass team, man. We're going to do another video with our top league pass teams to watch. You know that, right? Yeah, I like that. Okay. We're I, like, go. I like a Boncaro Scotty Barnes matchup for the next 10 years. I like watching something like that. Man. You know. You can throw Mobley in there too if he starts eating some peanut butter sandwiches. He's got <laughs> weight on. And, and speak of the devil, look who's number seventeen on my list. I got Mobley. Hmm. Where's Mobley on your list? I know you love him. He's at eleven. He's behind Barnes for me. Damn man, eleven. Seven years. Seven years. Not four. Seven I know, years. but seven years. He's still twenty-eight. He's st in seven years. He might not weigh two hundred pounds yet. I think in seven <laughs> years, I think he will have made four to five All-Star teams. Look, my deal with him is, I I, I don't know. I, I watched enough Cleveland, but maybe people have watched more Cleveland than me, and maybe I need to just go pour some more research in here. I don't know why people are just assuming he is going to develop this incredible offensive game. I don't. I, don't I haven't seen that yet. I, I know. I get that. Like, if you watched him, if you just based on what you saw, I get it. Okay, but hearing GMs and agents talk about the fact that the day after their season ended. He was on one of the assistant coaches saying, okay, who's going to meet me in the gym tomorrow? Like, he begged 
Cleveland to fly okay. him up early before he even started his rookie season. After battle. That he, dude, he is a freaking gem rat. So, okay. Well, that's half the battle. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Um, Worst case scenario, he develops into a very, very reliable, open catch and shoot three point guy who can slash to the rim going left. Who can, you know, what I'm saying like whatever it is. I'm just I've seen like, passing. I've seen him pass the ball. I've seen him make decisions. He has great defensive instincts. I think he's going to be an exceptional defensive player. I don't think there's any question about that. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Like, you know what? But look, I'll tell you the same thing. I thought Tim Duncan looked crazy stiff when he came out. I didn't think he was going to be a good offensive player. Or Jason greatest power four that ever lived, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that you look at Mobley and you go, okay, so you got Garland, you got Mitchell. Mitchell's going to lead the team in scoring. Everybody knows that. Okay. Uh, but if you can, between those three guys, you don't think Mobley can average 18 this year? I think he can. He averaged 16 last year. Oh, 18, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my point is, Didn't Jared Allen average 18? I mean, you don't have to play 18, offense to average 18. If 18 is the floor, right, and then he's giving you 10 boards, you know, three blocks, uh, can switch every position defensively, uh, and that's next year. Yeah. Give him six more. I mean, seriously? I think he affects winning, man. I do. I just need Scotty that. Scotty Barnes or Mobley, pick one. You chose Barnes. Uh, you Barnes. chose Barnes. Yeah, I had Barnes. More skill already. Yeah. Uh, and tell me where you had Boncaro. Where'd you have Boncaro? 16. Again, I'm worried about ceiling compared to those other two guys. Yeah. But yeah. I see, I see what you see with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not uh, gonna be plus, plus, we don't, there's not as much uncertainty about Mobley and Barnes. We see rookie of the year, runner up rookie of the year, or right there with Cade. And with Boncaro, we've seen nothing yet, to be right. fair. Right. Right. So so there's not nearly as much uncertainty. And as a GM, if we're drafting here with a blank slate, that's going to give you at least a little teeny inkling of confidence, whereas Boncaro is a total mystery. You know, all you've seen is workouts and, you know, a fraction of a summer league. Uh, Okay, number 16 on our list. We're almost the top 15. Number 16 on my list. Sorry, I should say. I've got Towns and all this talk about Mobley, Boncaro and Barnes is making me second guess myself. Towns is an all-NBA dude, man. Um, these other guys are hoping to become all-NBA dudes, and we just talked about it. Uh, an NBA player, player's prime now uh, extends you know, into their early 30s. That would put Carl Anthony Towns at age 33 when our seven-year hypothetical title winning and wins window ends. I still got him here because I know what he is. He, he is quite possibly the best shooting big man, of, at least best three-point shooting, shooting big man of all time. You don't like him, and I know you've got him in your twenties, probably because you think he's super soft. I don't have my okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, not the most athletic dude, uh, but I think he can dribble, pass, and shoot, and um, he's a better defender than he gets credit for. And I think Gobert is gonna uh, release him and, and allow him to thrive offensively because he's not gonna have to play out of position. I know he's a five, but is he really a five? He's kind of soft in the way he plays, uh, which is something crazy to say about who I think is the 16th best choice on our list. But I think he moves to the four, and I think he absolutely thrives this year. And uh, I think it's going to be a dogfight to see who's the alpha on that team. You don't think uh, it is? I don't, I don't at yeah. all. Uh, I, think, I think Towns, I have him at 18, okay, Um and I have him at 18 because I think you answered your question as to why he's as low as he is, which soft. is not low. Okay. No, not, I mean, yeah, I think he's soft, but the reason is this if he were going to affect winning, he would have already done it. 
He, it's not as though in Minnesota that he didn't ever have years where he had guys. Okay, like yeah, this is a talent. The only year that they ever won was when Jimmy Butler, maybe the toughest SOB in the entire league, comes into their deal and basically says, "No, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys how to win." Right? And I think yeah. Butler's doing that. I think it's a little overrated, but still, the point is, like, he's got some. He's got so much toughness to him. That's the only year they ever did it. Okay, if Towns were that dude, he wouldn't have needed Jimmy Butler because he's so much more talented than Jimmy Butler. It's not even close, right? Yeah, he's all the skills. He's not super athletic. You're right, um, but to me, bro, he's just too freaking weird. Like he's a big what if guy. Like he now not what if from a stat standpoint, but like what are you? What are you, I'd be worried about what the hell the dude was thinking. Like on yeah. the, we, we go into a big game. I mean, he could go get completely shut out like he did in the last playoff game and then or I'm sorry the second to last game last year and then the next game he comes out and gets 35 or whatever you know that's yeah I remember that yeah I, I worry about the guy mentally I don't think he's stable and I think that uh he's just got us my count on I'm counting on him more than I'm counting on Anthony Davis I'll say that because he doesn't yeah. pass you know but you play. see some of the same traits you see yeah. some of the same you yeah. know what are they saying about me what are they thinking about me you know, who's second guessing me, which super true alphas, they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't care about that. They know who they are. They know what they can do and they know what they're going to do. And you're right. That That is my concern. And that's why he's 16th, because talent wise, he's tough not to put, you know, in the top 12 to 12 to 13. But I've dropped him down. Um, I, I like his age. I think it's like almost the perfect age for our list. Probably Probably 24 is probably the perfect age for this list because that gives you the 24 to 31, you know, as far as uh, optimizing the prime years. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I've got him at 16. i got okay. him at 16. Um, let's do this. It, is there anything you would want to change about your list after us talking through? Is there anything you want to change? Like, hey, let's move this guy here. Or maybe I should second guess. No, I've not changed your mind. I'm not persuasive. I'm, I just do this for a living. But I would love <laughs> I would have, uh, like I said, I'd have SGA and uh, I, I'm not sure about Fox. I definitely have SGA in, in yeah. my. Career. But that's my list. What about your list? Is there something you would change? No, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, you okay? You had SGA in your honorable mention as well. I did, but but if you made me moving, if 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 I could, I'd probably put him in, and I'd take. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you because there's some there's some unknown. Well, as a GM, you know, part of it is trying to see into the future and we kind of know what Beal and Levine's and Anthony Davis's future is. And we don't really know what SGA and Fox's future is. Maybe they develop into great shooters like, you know, freaking Jason Kidd did and, and Vince Carter, for God's sakes, you know, those guys couldn't shoot to save their life. So who knows? All right. Well, that's it. So we're going to, we're going to cap it here. And, and this is, this is the 30 through 16 plus we spent a lot of time on honorable mention. Uh, I'm sure we offended a lot of people. We probably get some cheers as well if people see the the, the prospects and the, and share some of the same opinions that we have. Um, but we'll we'll resume and film uh, 15 through one, which will be super exciting. And um, and uh, stay tuned for that. So uh, Jonathan, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Um, 15 through one is going to be interesting. Some of the guys that you have in your top 15, I've already had on my list, and I'm sure it's probably vice versa, right? Some of the guys that I'm about to talk about, you've probably gotten your 15 to 20 list. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. So y'all stay tuned. Hit the bell icon for notifications. 
Uh, hit the like button if you like talking about basketball and lists and prospects and stuff like that, because you're going to get a lot of this on my channel. And then uh, consider subscribing. I appreciate you guys watching. Uh, stay tuned. Keep collecting. Stay positive in the hobby. And peace. <laughs>